This is the Ball Talk Ag Podcast, produced by the University of Tennessee's Institute of Agriculture and students in ALEC 330, Introduction to Agricultural Communications. I'm your host, Dr. Jamie Gregg, an assistant professor in the ALEC department here at UTIA. In episode two of Ball Talk Ag, our students, Jacob, Georgios, Kara and Winter, discuss the impact of various diets on nutrition. They'll talk about three specific diets, vegan, regular, and keto, what the diets entail, who they are aimed at, and how they impact nutrition. Thank you for listening, and here is episode two of Balls Talk Ag. Yeah, so I think the first topic we were going to talk about was vegan and veganism. Um, I mean, starting off, it's a plant-based diet. I feel like maybe a lot of people don't really know what it entails, Um, but it's like vegetables, grains, nuts, and fruits. You don't really eat anything that comes from an animal, so really no type of different animal products. So no meat, no dairy, cheese, and all other things that entails with that. Um, Yeah, so some info I found about just the effects on the body um, it contain this diet contains less um, saturated fat and co- cholesterol and more dietary fiber. Um, and vegans tend to have tend to be thinner, have lower cholesterol, lower blood pressure, and that reduces their risk of heart disease. For the longest time, I always thought uh, veganism and vegetarian were like the same, but. Looking it up, I felt that there was, it's actually two different, like, diets, and I, I just never knew that. Yeah. I think that's how m- most of the people think. Like, they sound the same, but they're so much different. Yeah, and I mean, even following up on what Winter was saying, like, there's just so many different health benefits that a vegan diet can, you can result in with a vegan diet that other diets you can't really, or I mean, you can, but can't really get to that same um, but what I found was, like, interesting was only 3% of Americans follow a vegan diet. So, like, I feel like for as much as I hear about vegan and veganism, for that percent to be only 3%, I feel like um, was a shock to me. Yeah, that's that's lower than I thought it would be. I mean, USA is a huge country. Do you think it's like that from the rest of the world? I mean, according to the population of each country. Yeah. I have a feeling, I feel like probably anywhere else other than in America, the percentage might be a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. Maybe. <laughs> United States definitely has like a more of a fast food culture, like more heavy meat, you know. I mean, we have a lot of like a huge, like, yeah, like a huge problem not like f- with like not eating like healthy like ve- veganism. I just, I just don't think it's catching on in America as much as Europe which is heavily more like plant-based than us. Definitely, yeah. I think uh, Winter said that she tried vegan diet in the past. You want to tell us a few things about it? Uh, yeah, I was I was vegetarian for a while and was kind of doing like as vegan as I could be, but mostly like vegetarian. Um, and I needed a lot of like uh, supplements. Like 
I needed to take a lot of vitamins because I have low iron, like, as it is. So that was, like, one bad thing. It kind of, if I didn't take my supplements, it was, like, brain fog and stuff like that. So you have to be really careful. Yeah, I was but. I was looking up, like, because you could have a bunch of health issues if if you do ve- veganism. So if you, you want vegan supplements, or you're going to probably have to take supplements because some vitamins that you will probably lack on if, on a, like a vegan diet is like B, vitamin B12, vitamin D, which is good for your like bone bone density, calcium, iron. Like I had, I had, I was heavily anemic too. Oh yeah. And omega three fatty acids. So it's definitely a balancing act. Like I feel like that's why it's pretty difficult to do. Like, definitely. And it, I'm coming from I'm a I, I'm a runner here, so I feel like it's not like being vegan is not the best like. A, the best diet for me because I, I need a lot of protein and carbs to keep going. So yeah. I feel like that also plays in the part of why Americans don't really follow a vegan diet. Mm. I was I was going to ask you if you think that uh, can like a professional athlete or college athlete can go through like maybe a few months doing vegan or vegetarian diet. I feel like y- yes. I think in the off season it would probably work a lot better than end season when you're competing all the time because in off season you have a lot of time to recover you're not like competing as hard and you're just doing like the base stuff so I feel like there's definitely certain times within the year where a high performance athlete could do it but I've seen a couple of like NFL football players talk about going vegan and it's like that's kind of for me like that's hard because that's a lot of protein and vitamins you're missing but I guess you can you can make it up on like supplements and stuff so you think it's harder to recover from vegan diet or just be energetic the whole day? Uh, I think it's. I think the one downfall I see in vegan is no like the low protein, and like it's like and low carbs. I mean, I I feel like with enough enough like I don't know plates, you could probably make up the carbs. Like you could eat, and then you could eat some like vegetables. Like spinach is high on iron, so. I guess it's just about what you eat in the veganism to help make up from what you could lose. I mean, I was looking online and I found some vegetarian or vegan uh, protein, like supplements you can buy, so they might be able to adjust this in their diet and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, even going off of what question you were talking about, I mean, I think it depends on what type of athlete like college athlete, you have to add on the fact that like they're going to school. Mm-hmm. Um, majority of college athletes live on campus, so they're getting fed through campus food. And I think, I mean, obviously there's alternatives and the food has a lot to offer, but maybe with being a college athlete and just adding on all that extra time they have to spend studying, going to like study hours and how much time you spend practicing and stuff, it might be hard to remember to take the supplements. And like Winter was saying, like if you don't keep up on the supplements, it's I feel like it's just not gonna be a pretty effective um, rate. But even looking into that too, like on the flip side, I feel like being a college athlete and being like on campus there should be a lot of resources hopefully available that you'd be able to try out different diets. Like hopefully not being an athlete would stop you from wanting to try different diets. Yeah, that actually touches on one of the points I actually found out. It's like being vegan is like a lifestyle for a lot of people and like bringing up like how you have to get on a routine schedule of like supplements and stuff. 
I've even heard that people have even switched out the like soaps for like le- no no animal based soaps to more like plant based soaps. Like that was very interesting to me. Like being vegan is much more than just a diet. It's like a lifestyle for a lot like a lot of these people, and like that's pretty cool. I think. Yeah. I mean, I have no experience about vegan diet, but do you guys think it's? I mean, you think it's very expensive to keep up with vegan diet because you the only one who tried it. Um, I mean, vet, like fresh produce is like the most expensive thing in the grocery store, unfortunately. So I guess technically it is more expensive than just like, I don't know, getting junk food. But it depends on if like you normally eat like a ton of meat and a ton of dairy products throughout the week. It's probably going to even out, so... But, yeah, it, like you were saying, it's definitely a lifestyle because it's crazy. Like, you don't realize what has, like, animal products in it. Like, you can't eat marshmallows. Some people, like, don't eat honey. Like, certain, I don't know. Like and eggs. Eggs, like, certain clothing. It's crazy. But, yeah, it's more of, like, a lifestyle. And it's like, a, I think you brought up a great point with how much it costs at a store. I also think another problem besides like it's high cost is it's kind of lacks diversity. I mean, it's just one type of food the whole time. Like for me, I find it hard to eat just one thing over and over again. So I think that's one of the one things that's like turn me away from like with that would turn me away from a diet like veganism. So you guys think that's one of the reasons that the only 3% of Americans are or vegetarians, yeah. or if it was maybe cheaper, it would be like 5% or 10%. I think, um, honestly, I feel like the 3% is just because of scheduling too. Definitely. Like, I feel like so many Americans, or just people in general, like, you have to follow a strict set schedule with, like, either your work schedule or your college class schedule or whatever. It's going to be hard to, like, not be able to just grab the closest thing you have to you when it comes to food. Like, you have to actually sit down and figure out, like, okay, what am I going to eat at this meal to get the right supplements? Or if I can't get the right supplements at this time, when should I take certain medic- medicines or whatever supplements to take at a certain time? Yeah, it's very time-consuming because you don't just want to keep eating, like, raw vegetables all the time. So you're going to have to cook eventually. I feel like also a problem is, like, the lack of availability. Like, this yeah. could, I mean, we uh, there's huge talks on, like, these food, like, what do you call it? the food de- like the le- like just like I don't know like food deserts or just areas with just not enough just not enough reeds for like whole foods you know like mm-hmm. I feel like that I don't know just not enough access I feel like also plays a part into um this whole like how only three percent of Americans are vegan definitely yeah but I I think even with it being 3% only Americans do vegan, I also found, like, in Knoxville, like, Tomato Head, Mellow Mushroom, and Sunspot, like, all these, like, famous, well, not famous, but, like, well-known restaurants are doing, like, different types, like, they're offering it for everyone, even if that 3% is pretty small, like, they're still saying, okay, we have vegan options, we have vegetarian options, we have all these different options for people if you don't want, if you you know, need to stop somewhere and you don't want to cook your own meal for your diet because it is time consuming. Yeah. Yep. We should probably move on to paleo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, I can do it. Um, so the paleo diet consists of 
what could be hunted, fished, or gathered in prehistoric times. So mostly meat, fish, and vegetables, and like nuts and seeds and stuff, um, excluding anything processed. Yeah. I feel like the biggest problem I've seen with this specific diet is the fact is that it's trying to you're trying to base off a whole diet on what humans ate two million years ago. Which the two, humans two million years ago are totally different from humans now. Like, what says that what they ate back then works now? And we, how do we even know what they ate two million years ago? We could we could get some evidence, but is it truly accurate? So I feel like there's a lot of stuff that could be wrong about a paleo diet, and it may not even work for us. Yeah. I also just want to add, we're not doing a keto diet anymore for our topic. We changed the keto last minute to paleo. Um, But with paleo, I mean, looking into it, yeah, it was like they are trying to follow a diet. Like Jacob was saying, from so long ago, it's kind of hard to keep up, especially because they were adding into the fact that, like, with farming, you can't really do anything with farming. And I feel like farming is such a big deal today. Obviously, it's a huge deal and they don't want anything to do with farming. Like, you can't use, like, the grains or anything that they um, provide, like, no dairy products or stuff like that. So I feel like that's just so difficult to do, even because even if you wanted to go out, like, if you wanted to go eat out or if you wanted to go to the grocery store or stuff, you have to keep that in mind, too. And I feel like that's just so inconvenient. Like, that's more inconvenient than any other diet I think I've read about. Yeah, and it's just, I feel like, also, I feel like majority of, like you said about farming, I feel like most of all food that we eat is processed or have, like, genetically modified. So I feel like it's going to be even more time-consuming just to go to the store. Like, you have to go through, eat, like, if you want to go to, like, a specific, you have to go to it and, like, I I don't know what time I went to the store and saw a food item or like anything that's has been modified in one or s- some way. So, I feel like you, you're gonna have to be find these specific places that provide these sort of foods. And they get more expensive if they're um, like organic and stuff. Ma- yeah. Maybe you have. To, I feel like going hunting. Maybe be, yeah. you're, you're gonna have to probably be more primitive, like mm-hmm. hunting. Like, I don't know. That's hard. That, that, it, about it just it'll be. It's a very hard diet to follow. Compared to like being vegan, yeah. But I think um, people all over the world have got accepted like to eat the organic foods and processed foods. So I know it's different, maybe for like fifty years ago, but people, it's that's how it goes, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You have the option to do something else, but it's definitely harder, more expensive, and it takes more time. It's probably more of like an American thing as well, like um, probably less accessible here than in other places <laughs> that's probably correct yeah. and it's just <laughs> i mean it's, i feel like a lot of these is it, america just has like a different like culture and this different like i don't know this this highly processed and like highly like i don't know pro, like just highly processed society with all foods you know everything's like suit like mcdonald's with that Supersize me, like everything's more, everything's more processed. Trying to get everything out of everything, every, every fruit, vegetable, or meat. I mean, I'm coming from a different culture and country, but 
it's different, 100% it's different, but I think this is what the people all over the world want. They want convenience, they want to pay less money. So even if it's not like that in, in Greece right now, it's going to be maybe next 10, 15 years, 5 years, I don't know. But I think convenience is what goes on people's minds all the time. Yeah. I honestly do wonder, too, like, how many people actually follow this diet to a T? Like, how many people, you know, don't, like, only eat, like, fruits and vegetables and nuts? And, like, yeah, you can eat eggs and meat, but then you can't have any added sugar, any added salt, any starchy vegetables. Like, you can't have corn, um, peas, white potatoes. You can't have any highly processed foods. And I, so I'm just, like, all that stuff is... In like I feel every day, almost everyone's everyday lives. Like, how can you follow this diet so much to a T that you can't like once go off? Yeah. We'll talk. We'll talk about the lack. I was talking about a lack of diversity in veganism. I feel like it's even more less diverse. I mean, you can have meat, yeah, but I feel like it's gonna be even more curated with a paleo diet. Since I feel like everything you just they just add sugar and like add these extra things into the food. I, I mean, mean that what makes the food good, right? <laughs> yeah, that is true. I think too, like they were even saying how um, people who are like very interested into this diet, they when they look at like meats, they're looking at like grass fed meats. Like it's not even like all these meats that they want, they're going to eat, they're going to look at, like, specific meats. And I'm like, how far into detail can you go? Like, even just looking around, like, the grocery store, like, how long did it take you in the beginning to, like, figure out, you know, what you can eat and what you can't eat? Yeah. I think people definitely have to weigh, like, the pros and cons. And this um, this article from UC Davis, um, there's actually, like, a lot of cons to this. Like, uh can cause deficiencies in calcium, vitamin D, increased risk of kidney and heart disease, certain cancers. So, yeah, I would be very interested in who finds this, like, super important to focus on. I know someone who at least tried this diet in high school. It didn't work out. Yeah. I mean, especially for, like, a distance runner like me, it's just impossible to do. And it's just, like... I was also, like, just reading up on it, like, the whole idea of this paleo diet about going back, like, eat what they did two million years ago is based on the thing that when they ate their diet, like, they kind of helped, they helped, like, evolve, just become, like, I don't know, just evolve. But, like, that's two million years ago, and now, like, how do we even know that our stomachs could even handle that? Like, our stomachs are probably even more adept like, I'll probably just adapt to all modern food and not, like, back in the day. Like, I feel, because, like, the appendix, like, that was, it's it's a useless organ in the body now, but back in the two million years ago, it was, it, it had a purpose. Right. So, it's, like, it's, it's we have, <laughs> like, we evolved all the way up to this point. So, how is, how is eating foods two million years ago even beneficial now? Yeah. Right. I mean, even two, two million years ago, then they have all these diseases or cancers or, like, all, all the things we know right now. So maybe they didn't even care. Like, they just want to survive and eat their food. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, they, I bet they, they definitely weren't just eating just to eat. They were definitely just, just with one thought of just to survive. Right. So it's, it's like a whole different culture now. 
Yeah, I think if they had the option to go to the grocery stores and buy some food, they would do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, speaking of culture now, our third diet is the regular American diet. And this was kind of hard to, um, like, define because obviously everyone eats differently. But um, I found an article that um, says the average American adult eats eating 2,100 calories a day. 16% 16% of those calories would come from protein, but in this standard American diet, 36% comes from fat, 47% comes from carbs, and 22% from added sugars. <laughs> yeah, I feel like in America, fast food is just so so popular. Like in it, like McDonald's, like Wendy's, all this stuff. Like it's just cheap and easy to go. And I feel like and it tastes good, right? Yeah, it, t- it tastes good, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, that. there's a reason why it's so popular. They add all this sugar and stuff. Just makes it t- taste really good. So yeah. yeah. It, oh, I'm sorry. I, I also think just coming from a college student perspective, it just the I, I think the the biggest selling point for fast food is just it's convenient. Like, do you really want to, like, stay at home making food? It would be probably healthier and better for you, but why well, I could just go into a, a line and just grab it and just eat it, like, right away. So it's just coming from a college student. Yeah. I, I remember reading something when I was doing, like, the research for this that it said, like, 71% of people, they polled a bunch of people. It was, like, why do you, like, eat fast food? And it was, like, 71% of people said because it, like tastes good not even not even for the convenience that it just like tastes good yeah yeah i mean i think also with like why it tastes like the idea of taste good and convenience is that i think someone mentioned early on this this podcast about how we work so like all just all the, the availability of time like we work so much like people work at, like over 40 hours to over 40 hours a week how much time do like do do I get in between work to really go home and make food? Like it's it going back to like it's consu- it's like it's convenient. It's just like you kind of like forced in some and 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 work. You you sometimes for like you're forced to g- get food that's easy on McDonald's is like fast food. Like McDonald's is just just the only thing available. Um, I was a student athlete here at YouTube for five years, and the last year last year. I was like, I, ha- I will make everything right. I will prep my every meal of the week on the Sunday, and I'll have every meal with protein, rice, and everything. After I was done, like this year, I mean, my life is so much easier. Like, I can go just in the groceries or buy whatever I want, or I, I can go to McDonald's and buy any kind of food I want, anytime. So it's definitely more time-consuming, but... I mean, I change, so it makes sense to make all that meal prep takes time, but it's also healthier for you. But if you don't have the time and you have to work and do all that stuff, it's kind of hard to do all that. Yeah, I think also just like getting into almost like location based too. Like if you're on like a college campus, like obviously if you're up studying or doing whatever, the only thing that's going to be open late at night is going to be something fast food. Most, um, I mean, prior to, like, COVID and everything, most grocery stores, I feel like, close relatively early. Obviously, they don't want to stay up and work. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, you'd have to drive to that grocery store at, like, sometime late at night. You'd have to drive to the grocery store, buy your groceries. Then you'd have to go and make the food. And then, 
you know on the flip side people are just going through like a drive through and grabbing their food like it's nothing so I think that's something too that's a big thing but then like for example like if I'm at home there's like no fast food nearby mm-hmm. so the only my only option is like going to the grocery store like sometime during the day and then making dinner at home because I don't want to drive like 15 minutes just to go to a fast food yeah and I I think so I just transferred here from my, my an, another school, and, my, and I was I lived on campus like all four years at that school. And my freshman year, we like the, at, in the dorms, you have like no kitchen or anything, so you you you're given like a meal called the swipe to, for food. And I feel the majority, of, I would say like eighty five to nine percent of the food options on campus were fast food. There was a Taco Bell, there was Chick fil A, Wendy's, Panda Express. Sub, I mean Subway's not terrible, but still. And then there was hardly any healthy options. So I feel like living on campus is just forcing it. Is, it just forced me to eat less healthy than I usually do. I just feel like and there's a lot of like a lot of cases. It's just forced upon you, like, and just certain situations. Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure there are areas in the United States that's more like fast food friendly, and other places that they're not. So if you take people from each area and measure anything in their body, like blood pressure and stuff like that, they're definitely different. So it definitely has to do with where you live. Yeah. Yeah. I also saw that um, there's, like, uh, a really high rate of Parkinson's because of, like, the normal American diet, which I thought was crazy. Like, um, uh, just like poor memory and just bad mental health overall and high Parkinson's rates, that's like crazy. I mean, everyone knows like you're going to get obese and like, you know, high blood pressure, but I thought that was crazy. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, but we don't even know technically what we eat. Like, like that's all highly processed food. So like we truly do not know what we're putting inside our body. You know, I feel like watching like documentaries, like, you know, the biggest ones probably supersized me. Mm-hmm. Like that was... That was, like, life-changing me. And there was, like, one specific part. Where it was, like, that guy who ate, the, like, not just, like, the, the the person who was doing it, but there was a guy who was, like, yeah, I had McDonald's for, like, the last two years of my life. And, oh my God. and he was, like, skinny still. But, like, that was just, like, wow. I mean, yeah. I'm, like, okay. Like, that's – I don't think you could get anywhere – you go anywhere else and have someone like that. Like, I feel like it's just America – yeah. yeah, I mean, like, but looking at all this now, would you guys step away from your, like, regular diet, like, your everyday diet to try a new diet? Like, would you want to try, like, a vegan diet? To be honest, after I leave here, I'm going to grab a Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> I just... <laughs> I feel like I make excuses, like, I'll go to, like, Taco Bell or, like, Chick-fil-A and be like, this is more healthy, like, if I get, like, a protein bowl... But I feel like it's a, for me, it's like a constant struggle, like, every day. Like, I really try, but it's just hard with the convenience for me. Yeah. I, I'd rather just have stuff that tastes good. Yeah. yeah. Like, I know, like, I, I'm, I'm a runner, so, like, I know I can, like, burn all those, cal- like, those dead calories out. So, for me, it's not, like, really a problem as long as I just exercise every day. Right. No yeah. balance. Yeah. yeah. I think, too, just, like, time. Like, even though we've, like butchered the subject but like I feel like I just have no time to really do anything other than what I like regularly do Mm -hmm. maybe maybe out of college maybe maybe when I like 
start a full-time job um if i do if like time does slow down which i doubt it will i feel yeah, like I don't it's think just gonna pick up i don't think college is the right place to make all these changes and because you have to eat like <laughs> and you have to survive the day some people study like five six hours a day you have to go to school another five hours um i have to do other stuff too you know you have needs and stuff like that yeah yeah, yeah. okay does anyone have anything else yeah okay Think I'm good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think we wrapped everything up. Thank you for listening to episode two of Balls Talk Ag. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Our next episode is titled The Hen House. On that episode, four UTIA students will discuss four important women in agriculture, who they are and the impact they have had on agriculture and the world. Thanks again, and we hope you join us next time on Vols Talk Act.